Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 50, The Tomb Raider Review. I'm on the north, south, east, and west, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. How are you doing today? Good? Bad? Indifferent? I hope you're good, because, you know, feeling bad is just, it's no good. And, uh, you know, feeling indifferent, that's okay, because that's how I feel, like, you know, about 50% of the time anyway, so... That's a little insight into, you know, how I am. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the last episode we did was based on the Oscars, and that was an interesting episode to do. And um, today, ho ho, got a fun little episode to do. It's a film review, but before we get to that, we have some, you know, minor important news to talk about about the podcast. As I said at the top of the episode, it's episode 50. We made it to 50 episodes. Yes! Whoa! Yeah! We made it to 50 episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, I'd like to thank everyone who's been here from the beginning, and uh, yeah, you don't have to apply, uh, you can sit down there, thank you, thank you, but yeah, in all seriousness though, um, I knew we'd make it to 50 episodes on this podcast, and I, in all honesty, had it not been for some of the delays and, you know, slight laziness and busyness of work, I could have made it to 50 episodes a lot sooner, but this is the first major milestone that this podcast has had in the almost two years has been in, you know, operations. But yes, yeah, 50 episodes. Here's to another 50 more. Hopefully it'll be, you know, a little swifter getting to 50 episodes as opposed to like, you know, how long it's taken me to get there this time. But I thought, you know what? It's worth pointing out, worth talking about. So here it is. But anyway, enough about that. You're here for the review of the episode, and uh, today, as I said at the start of the episode, we're going to be talking about that Tomb Raider film. Yes, the latest video game film to come out following the um, questionable entries of Warcraft, Assassin's Creed, and Ratchet and Clank. Now, here's a little bit of background info before we get into the review specifically. Firstly, I never watched any of the Angelina you know, Jolie Tomb Raider films, you know, the ones that came out in early 2000, which I think was it Lara Croft Tomb Raider, or was it Tomb Raider Lara Croft, whatever the bloody title was, and then there was the, was it Cradle something something, I don't remember what the bloody names of those films were, but yeah, the early 2000s ones, at the time, I just wasn't keen on Angelina Jolene as, as an actress, I was just like, meh, and you know, I saw, I think, bits and bobs of like Tomb Raider 1 and 2 on PC, and I think maybe PlayStation, but I never played the game, so I'm like, why would I watch a film based on this character who I don't really care about? I mean, she looks nice, but that's about it, so, yeah. It's one of the sort of things where I was like, you know what, as I got older, I was like, I'm curious, I'll probably get around to this eventually, but I don't feel the immediate need to check these films out. Secondly, I'd never played a game in the Tomb Raider franchise until last summer, actually. I ended up renting the 2013 reboot game, and I ended up liking it a heck of a lot. It was a really fun and engaging film, and it gave me so much hope for this new movie, so, um, yeah, I do have a great affection for the 2013 game 
And finally, the only other thing that needs to be mentioned is the fact that, you know, the marketing for this film has not been the best in my opinion. As I said before, after I played the reboot game, I was really excited to see what kind of material that they would draw from, you know, in order to make this film. And from the trailer, I was like, okay, they seem to have, like, you know, the general gist of the game down. And I'm assuming they're just changing a few things here and there. Um, but, you know, straight from the time I saw it jump from that boat in the first trailer, I was like, ugh. I see so many things that seem to be red flags in this first trailer. And the second trailer with that horrible cover of like Destiny's Child's like Survivor song in there, that was so annoying. I'm tired of all these stupid, slow or edgy emotional covers of like really good songs. You need to stop this foolishness. Um, yeah, that's another rant for another time. But anyway, yeah, the, the trailer didn't do much for me, but I was like, oh, yeah, it's got Alicia, Alicia Vikander in it, uh, Walton Goggins, and, um, you know, Daniel Wu, my boy from Into the Badlands. So I was like, yeah, there, there might be hope. Um, I wasn't over the moon excited for Tomb Raider, but I was thinking, yeah, there, there's potential. You've got really strong source material that you're basing this off of. This could be good. So I went to see the film last night. At the time of recording, today is the 15th of March. Um, and I saw it on the 14th, which was a Wednesday, and yeah, I'm ready to pass my own thoughts, so as per usual in these reviews, I do story, characters, presentation, and overall, you know, thoughts at the end, so sit back, relax, and we'll get through this thing together. So when it comes to the story, it can be described as the following. The story centers around the young woman known as Lara Croft, who goes on a trek to find out what happened to her father who went missing years ago, and once she discovers the mystery behind one of his puzzles, she finds his research and finds that there was more going on in his life than she first thought. So she sets out on an adventure to find out what happened to her dad and discover the mysteries behind his research. And that is essentially what the film is without going into the area of spoilers. What follows is a journey of self-discovery, danger, adventure, mysteries and interesting revelations. I thought the plot for this film was fine. Pretty much if you've seen the trailers beforehand then you know sort of the general gist of how this film is going to go down. The film paints a very clear picture as to how you'll get from point A to point B and then C, especially if you've seen films in the sort of action adventure kind of genre beforehand. It has a few unique elements here and there, but doesn't do enough to have its own like you know sort of cool elements that elevate the film into something that you need to see. Now here's the thing, I have to say, you know, up top, I am a massive fan of the video game, so I am a little biased in terms of, you know, the story and how I would have liked to have seen things play out. Because even though I understand when it comes to adaptations, certain things have to be changed, you know, for new audiences, or obviously things have to be changed or omitted just to, you know, help the flow of the film work better than it would in the video game because obviously with the video game there's way more time to just explore and pad certain things out around the gameplay but this is the first time in a while where I can say that I'm definitely one of those sort of fans that knows the source material and knows how much potential there would be for them just to you know just take the strong foundation they had from the game and just basically implement it into the film and some of it works but some of it just doesn't because it was changed and it bothers me so much um, but yeah let me just talk about what I actually liked at first what I do applaud the people behind this film for was basically taking so many elements from the 2013 game and incorporating it into this film 
whether you're talking about the uh, core elements of the story, the general gist of it is still the same. And seeing how they took certain key locations, character elements, and action set pieces and were able to put it into the film was great. Sure, a great deal if it was changed and streamlined, but for the most part, it was pretty effective. That being said, this film features so many basic and cliche elements that make it into these sort of big budget action films that made it really average to watch. Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to, you know, bag on this film for the sake of, you know, uh, just being an angry fanboy, but there's just certain aspects that you've seen in these films before, so when certain mysteries, uh, you know, come into play and then revelations come out, you see them coming a mile away because it's, it's just done in a painfully normal manner. There's few unique elements that elevate this film from being you know just an average adventure so when it comes to certain dialogue some of it just makes you want to roll your eyes some of the humor some of it works but some of it when it doesn't work oh it's cringy and just the way certain things play out mm -mm. there is one major thing that happens in the story i think about maybe two-thirds of the way in where you're just like why why would you do that that undercuts all the sort of dramatic weight that you're trying to implement into the film earlier on and there is one scene that happened to be in the first trailer which I won't tell you what it is but you'll know when you see it I thought it wasn't in the film because it went so long without it being there and I was so happy and then it shows up right at the end I was like oh you had to include that such a pain in the ass um, yeah, I may seem like a bit of a negative Nancy when it comes to this film, but it's only because this film is based on such good source material. And obviously, there is no way that they were able to, you know, there was no way they were going to be able to incorporate all of those elements into a two-hour-ish kind of film. But it bothers me because there was certain character and story elements that were needlessly omitted or changed resulting in a story that just felt less dramatic and had not nearly as much of an emotional element to it that it could have if they had just incorporated some of the characters and some of the more supernatural and mystical elements that came with the game i guarantee you audiences would have been far more engaged than they were so when it comes to the cast they were fine though they weren't given very good source material to work with so most of them end up being fairly one note the only person that ends up getting you know significant amount of character development the one that you gravitate towards is Lara Croft herself so let's talk about her first played by Alicia Vikander now I thought Vikander did a pretty good job on the role she was you know headstrong very capable especially when it came to her physical material and she played a version of Lara that was you know pretty tough independent knew how to you know handle herself was pretty smart as well um, but she had a certain view of the world and obviously once she goes on this uh, journey to find her dad ends up on this island with you know some really questionable and dangerous odds against her she has to do certain things that she's never done before in order to become the hardened warrior that we come to love and respect in the games later on and i thought her journey was solid though i feel like she was already a fairly tough person by the time before she got to the island so then it was just you know just a bit of refinement before she ended up being like you know uh you know badass warrior towards the end of the film whereas in the games i hate to make that comparison but it needs to be noted that Lara croft was she was smart she was well educated she had certain skills but 
none of it would have prepared her for being on an island where, you know, so many of these crazy, dangerous situations happen to her, whether it be like, you know, the animal wildlife or the sheer environment that she's in and the people that she ends up having to, you know, take on. All of the experiences that she deals with is more visceral and, you know, she's definitely not a tough one, but she learns to become tougher. And I feel like that transition from her point A to point B was a much more significant one and it would have worked so much better if they'd applied that character as opposed to the one that we have in this film. That's not to say that, like, you know, Vikanda's character isn't good, it's just that I feel like her character journey would have been stronger if they'd, you know, again, borrowed closer from the video games. Also, Dominic West as Lord Richard Croft was decent. I like Dominic West, obviously, my boy from The Wire, and um, when I heard he was going to be in this film, I was like, yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to utilize him in the film. And during some of the flashback sequences, I liked him, and I was, you know, curious to see how he fit into the overall narrative. And unfortunately for me, what they did with this character wasn't to my liking. I mean, West played the role as well as one could. Uh, again, given the materials given, but, you know, he was fine. I just didn't like the way his character was handled. Um, then you have Daniel Wu, my boy from Into the Badlands. Again, I was hyped to see what he'd do in this film. He plays Lu Ren, and he has an interesting arc in the film as well, because at first, obviously, seeing the trailers, there wasn't really much shown about his character, so I was wondering how he'd fit into the narrative and how he and Lara would go on this journey to, you know, discover what happened to... Uh, Lara's father and the whole thing with the island and he has his own reasons for being there he's um he's got a bit of a personality and a bit of a backstory that's worth paying attention to but it's not really that fleshed out and un it's unfortunate that like you know Wu didn't get to show off some of his martial arts skills because I feel like he could have kicked some ass in this film <laughs> um also Kristen Scott Thomas as Anna Miller was fine um she could have been played by anyone to be honest um she was okay. And Walton Goggins as Matthias Vogel was a, he was an okay bad guy. He he had moments of intimidation, but he just wasn't a very memorable character. He was just very plain, generic, uh look evil, say some crazy kind of stuff. He uh, nah, he, he was fine, but I know Goggins is a very capable actor. The first thing I'd seen him in properly was The Hateful Eight, and he made he left a pretty good impression on me when I saw him in that film. So I was like, oh, okay, it's that guy. I remember that guy. He's probably going to be great in this film. You know, at least pretty solid. He was fine. Um, and everybody else in the film was fine. But again, like I said beforehand, um, no one was really that captivating or memorable outside of Lara Croft herself. So when it comes to the presentation, it was pretty solid, but it does have its pros and cons. Visually, the film was pretty solid. I think that the action sequences were the standout elements of the film, beyond like, you know, Alicia Vikander's performance. I think that there was some really well filmed and, you know, pretty nicely executed action sequences. Whether you're talking about some uh, chase scenes on foot, or there's a certain sequence involving bicycles in London, which was pretty good. Uh, some of the stuff on the island was pretty cool as well, especially when you get into some of the caves and tombs and stuff like that. that was, some of that stuff was cool, and obviously the scene with the plane. And again, like I mentioned up top, there are certain specific sequences that this film borrows from the games and the way in which it's implemented. However brief that some of these scenes are, they were done pretty well, and it made me smile a lot, I ain't gonna lie. Um, 
The CGI was pretty solid, though there were some questionable moments here and there, and some of the green screen was uh, no noticeable to me on occasions. But again, from a visual standpoint, the film was pretty solid. And, oh yeah, I also need to mention the 3D. This is the first film I've seen in 3D in ages, probably since I think maybe Spider-Man Homecoming, or maybe even earlier than that, I don't know. But, um, I think you actually know, it might have been Guardians of the Galaxy last year, like, you know, Volume 2, but, yeah, the... 3D was pointless. I only noticed it, I think, maybe a handful of times in the film, but it was just the most unnecessary element of the film. And uh, speaking of, you know, is it 3D, let me just talk about this for a few seconds. When we were, I went to watch the film with my dad, and uh, when the film was starting, you know, the picture was, you know, the, you had the two images, but they weren't spliced together. So when you put the 3D glasses on, the image is meant to show up, but it didn't. So I'm like, is my glasses broken? I went to ask my dad about it, and I think there was a few people walking up and down the stairs to go about and ask about the projection, ask the projection people to sort the picture out. So then nothing changed. Uh, you could hear the person on the walkie-talkie, like, you know, and then they're talking to the crowd. Does the picture change? No. Then the image froze for about five to ten minutes. Then the image just disappeared, and then the film started up again. And it was still messed up, and it was not until I think maybe five minutes after that they were able to fix the image so the 3D showing was showing properly with your glasses. I'm like, what sort of nutcase foolishness is this? I haven't had a, you know, was it problem like that, you know, was it with the projection and image quality since I went to see uh, the Star Trek Triple Bill back in 2016 where the first two films were, you know, super zoomed in and messed up, and I think maybe the audio was messed up. I'm like, come on, local cinema, sort your life out, criminy. Um, anyway, moving on to the film score. That was done by Tom Holkenborg, and in my opinion, it was just a little lacking. It didn't really have that much of a presence and didn't do much to elevate, you know, the action on screen. It was just, you could hear it, but it didn't have a, you know, a unique voice that, you know, helped the film in any way, in my opinion. And so now we come to the conclusion, and I'm pretty sure some people assume that I don't like this film. But that is not the case at all. I think the new Tomb Raider film is pretty decent. And, you know, as a film, it's just fine. It's fine, yet very unremarkable. I think there's going to be a lot of varying opinions about this film from people who are fans of the game and people who aren't. I think the film does some things well. Again, incorporating certain elements from the video game into the film was done pretty well. Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft was pretty solid. And yeah, I was, you know, not entirely bored for the most part. That being said, I feel like the film story, action and characters were very plain and generic. And there was so much good material that was left in the video game that could have been adapted into this film in a much better manner. That being said, if you're curious about the film, give it a watch. It's not as inconsistent as Warcraft, which I thought was fine, but you know, a little messy. And is nowhere near as frustrating and boring as Assassin's Creed. So yeah, I'd say... This film is a step in the right direction. It's not going to usher in a new era of video game films, but it's on the right track. So, so far, probably the best video game film we've had for a while. But, you know, don't hold that to a high pedestal. The video game genre isn't going to go about and replace the superhero genre just yet. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Alright, and I think with all that being said, I'm going to close this review. 
So let me know, ladies and gentlemen, in the comment section below or via, you know, was it social media? What are your expectations for the Tomb Raider film? Are you going to see it or have you seen it already? And if so, what do you think of it? Are you a casual fan of the series? Are you hardcore or do you not really care about the franchise at all? I'm curious to see where everybody's opinions lie on this because so far with the people that I have seen the film so far, I've seen online, uh, the opinions seem to be a little mixed. Some people really don't like the film. Some people love the film. Some people think it's just okay. Um, but I think most people are saying that, you know, it's a step in the right direction for video game films, and I definitely agree, but I'm curious to know where your opinion lies on this, so yeah, just holler at me if you're on Twitter at FilmFocus55 or at Hypersonic55, or holler at me via my email, which is thehypersonic 555 at gmail.com. Yeah, again, I'd just like to hear your thoughts about this. Also, if you are on SoundCloud or iTunes, please subscribe to the podcast. We want to go about and build up this uh, this community. I want to start a community, start a conversation, and uh, you know, build us up. So by the time we get to episode 100, we have more fans and uh, just a nice little community. So that'd be nice. So yeah, holler at me and uh, spread the word if you think you have friends that'd be a fan of this material. But yeah, I'll wrap it up for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening as always, and until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. <laughs>